Welcome back to the Level Up Crypto. Here we go. We got Kevin on the line here. We're talking about some crypto. Hopefully he'll call back here. in the boy see what we can do gotta keep faith for the revenue take advance to the bend while you climbing up the ranch you my dust coin i believe in you invest in the boy see what we can do gotta keep faith for the revenue i gotta take call him to the bank while you climb up the ranks Maybe up and down like bitcoin ass so fat i can't pinpoint Get out the hood and join Robin Hood. Give a bag to the people like you Robin Hood. Hey, there's a reason all the women Sorry. call me sex. There you go. Yeah, it's funny when you talk to people about this stuff because it's it's really kind of a passionate thing. You're just all pumped. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're spreading some. Uh, you're like I'm, I'm like talking about Jesus or something. <laughs> like before i didn't and now i'm just like hey you know i don't like i have some people at, you know people at work that you know we, whatever sit chat and stuff and i'm like just so you know it's just for real it ain't going anywhere so, no and it's just the beginning you wanted to get in on the internet when the internet first came out how's your chance right now yeah right people are seems like they're a little more interested too every you know every day it goes by it's another day where people are a little bit more interested, but I still deal with, I deal with a lot of doubters though. There's a lot of people that are like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But you know, they've been doubters for a while and I have too, but in the last probably week or two, it seems like some of them are like turning the corner a little bit. Not that I've been just up in their face. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's probably Bitcoin, right? So it's like in the news cycle so much the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, they've been investing a little bit here and there, like in um, Robinhood. You know, Robinhood has some stuff. A lot of the people at my work are kind of Robinhood people. Uh-huh. So they can do stock. And then they got kind of introduced to crypto when crypto first started to get traded by Robinhood. Yep. So, you know, that's their group of stuff going on. Yeah, the, the few guys that I know that at least – long time ago we're into at the beginning of the year same thing they were into robin hood and the stocks and then i think dogecoin they could buy doge and bitcoin and stuff like that on uh, robin hood pretty like a long time ago yeah but uh like i think this was kind of when i first got into it back in i don't know february march april and i was just barely looking at it but not sure about it you know, somebody just bought 73 ETH or sold 73 ETH worth of Saitama. Yeah, I got a good dip to buy right now. It's been hovering around the 3,000 mark. And somebody, it's been like this, there's like a couple of whales that I've been watching. <laughs> number five Saitama holder. And he's been selling, I don't know, three or four times a day, 70 ETH. So it like creeps up and then boom, it's almost like he's controlling the growth of it right now. And keeping it around that level because if he didn't, I think it would keep going, keep going up because his dips are getting eaten up by buys. Now the Saitama that that does that the one that burns a certain amount or am I thinking of a different one? Yeah, burn two percent reflection. Okay. Yep. And they burned half their um, they burned half their supply when they started, but their supply was ridiculous. Okay, so it burns, but it also does the reflection, or what do you call it? Reflection? Reflection or rewards, or... But, so is that, that's actually creating some at that point, right? It takes a percentage of the transaction, okay, and it burns 2% of that transaction, and it burns, and it reflects 2% of that transaction. Okay. You as a buyer or seller are going to lose that back to the pool. Hmm. So that's kind of am I thinking of that as it's basically a a net equal. So you're burning two percent, but you're also creating two percent. Yeah. Well, no, you're not creating two percent at all. Hmm. You burn the two percent; it's gone forever. The two percent that is redistributed comes from the buyer's wallet. Ah, so 
It's like a fee. Gotcha. Okay. I really like the, you know, for me, the, obviously the, the stuff that's being used is number one for me, but number two is, you know, that passive, uh, gain, you know, that passive income. That's usually, that's kind of the big thing for me. If, if I couldn't, if I couldn't get a reward percentage on my Bitcoin and, you know, all these other ones that in my portfolio through Celsius, I probably wouldn't be so into holding them for so long. But since, you know, it, it just sits there and I don't have to do anything and it's, um, you know, it's going to get me three or four bucks a week type of thing. I'll just uh, leave it in there. And I have been researching reward tokens and I've found two crazy ass freaking reward tokens. Nice. What do you got? Like you're, you're, uh, I'm recording you right now. So we'll, uh, hopefully I'll try to put this out. Totally legit. Like OHM Olympus. Hmm. Um, you can go look them up right now. Olymp- Olympus Dow. Um, Jim. And I'll look at what their current reward is. Olympus, it's oh yeah, OHM is the is the name, but it's Olympus Dow. Finance and their current APY is eight thousand eight hundred and eight. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, dude, you even joking? Eight thousand percent. The way they've designed their token. What? Is this the one that's nine? It's nine hundred and thirty-two. You can buy one right now and take it for a year, and you're going to make more than what you put in. How is that? I don't even. I don't even I've been, get that. I've been hesitant a little bit because I'm still trying to find more people into it that I can talk to. But uh-huh. um, I've never even heard of that. This one. It, yeah, it you know, it's just the way the treasury works. It's kind of crazy. It used to be more. You can go look at their. There's a graph that showed where you, they were getting more reflections before, like crazy amount of reflections. Huh. Hundreds of thousands, like hundred thousand percent or something, like when it was early. Yeah, I like I like these kind of things for sure. Uh, the next best one is the strong token, and strong is like you have to buy. It's like staking, but it's like it's like buying a node that's doing processing of transactions on a blockchain. And but you don't where you used to have to physically have it at your house. Now it's just in the cloud, and you can you can buy tokens. You have to buy ten tokens to make a node, and that node pays you back like twenty four percent per month. Hmm. On what you have in there, right now, the well, the, the thing that gets me out is it's had such a run up in the past three months from like two hundred to eight hundred dollars per token. So right now it costs you eight thousand dollars to get a node, but the payback is twenty four hundred dollars a month. <laughs> so in three months ROI. And are these uh, on the Ethereum network? How do these? Do their yeah, I think, uh, communication. I don't know exactly where where you buy them. I think it's on the East Network. What'd you say? Strong or Strom? Strom. Strong. Strong. Yep. Um, let's see. It is on the Ethereum network. Yep. So you would buy them. Oh man, that's an expensive uh, coin too. Eight hundred and forty-nine bucks. Eight thousand dollars to start a node because you need ten coins for a node. So if you go into like Coin Market Cap, you know, and you find the strong node, and then you go click on the website, it will take you to the website. Give you some information about it. But I've been following a couple people on Twitter. One guy just retired like last week. <laughs> Showing a video of himself, he lives in Portland. He's like walking down the street, like, yeah, save my last day at work. Kind of crazy. I never thought I'd be here right now. All because it's strong. Huh. So he obviously has a few strong notes. See these these type of both these. I got to look into them more because maybe maybe there is some sort of technology that they're offering. But uh, you know what I mean? Like, if you're just doing it for the capital, 
it definitely seems a little I don't know how long these guys have been around though. A little rug pulley, you know. Yeah, I know. And I I'm Dude, that's quite the chart on the strong. Yeah, what yeah, right. the? <laughs> it's just all right. up. So here, here's how it works. The higher the coin goes, the, obviously the more people are in it, the more the payouts are. The payouts are based specifically on the price of, of the coin because you get paid in .1 strong token per day or something. So in 30 days, you'll have three strong tokens, each strong token worth $100. So have you pitched pitched this to your uh, your wife yet? Oh, I've, I've just told her about it. <laughs> we got to do this. I have the I have the capital to do it right now. Uh-huh. I don't have the balls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been around. I mean, it's not like it doesn't look like it's uh doesn't look like you lose money on it, even if you. You know, it didn't pay out or whatever, like they say it is. You're still, it looks like the coin's gaining. Yeah. Every month. Oh, yeah. I hit this guy up the, the node baron on Twitter. I started following him after, somehow I started following him. And uh, he has like 5,400. So I direct message him. I'm like, hey, dude, like, tell me about this thing. Blah, blah, blah. Are you a promoter? What's up? He's like, I'm a huge promoter of Strong, but by no means compensated for it. All of my comments and thoughts are my own. And he's like, yeah, one strong note is paying $2,200 a month currently. That was a few days ago. And then he says, yeah, approximately get about 1.1 tokens per day. And the nodes are running the cloud. That's wild. So you got to run it on your on a computer, though. So it's what is it? It must be doing oh, some sort of computation or something? Or? I run, yeah, it does. It's processing blockchain. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where I think some of the reflections. Uh-huh. If it could be doing something for Ethereum, I don't know if I haven't seen that yet, but I want to know more about that. That's pretty those two are pretty interesting. That's like uh that's big time stuff there though. Whew. Yeah, I mean it's not cheap, right? But if you yeah, look at the um eight thousand percent on a single node, what are you gonna gain eight eight thousand percent APY on a thousand bucks? It's got a really good, uh, I remember you were showing me the distribution percentage. Mm-hmm. It's definitely spread out quite a bit. There's there's no big big players in there. Huh. Yeah, I really like the, the, the yield kind of staking angle on, on a lot of these that they're intriguing because of, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, all the, all the coins that I have in my portfolio don't do that except for just that, you know, that small APY of having it in Celsius. Right. And that's kind of where people are going these days, right? They kind of, they want to put in those kind of reflections and rewards for people because that will help draw them to their tokens. And people like a burn too. Even though the burn doesn't affect the price immediately, I think over time it will because it's not because a lot of time the price is based upon total um, fully diluted market cap, right? Which is the total number of tokens, no matter what. But hmm. if you're like a common, you burn half your tokens, and then the fully diluted market cap represents half your tokens because you know they burned half, then I think over time all those reflections will add up and then they'll slowly start to make those adjustments. It just won't happen immediately. Hmm. That's my that's my take on it. On the burn process or like on or any of those. It's not from what, from what I read, people said it's definitely not immediate. It's not gonna happen like right now. It might happen down the road. Yeah, the, I was listening to a podcast this week from um, it's called Tales from the Crypt, and uh, he's they're pretty much they're Bitcoin maxim maxis, but uh, they basically talked about the gold confiscation in the '30s, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that you you definitely kind of worry about with a lot of these is you know they uh, you know anything 
but I guess if, you know, as long as they're allowing it now, I mean, it's not like it's outlawed in the U S now. Cause you can't do a lot of, a lot of stuff in the U S I wonder if that's why you have to go through all the MetaMask and, um, stuff that's like that. But they have like, like if you want to buy stuff on Binance, it's like just you set up a Binance account if you don't already have one. But you can't, yeah, you can't have one in the U.S. There's a Binance.us. Huh. And it's a U.S. account. I've already set one up. Hmm. And I bought BNB and I transferred it to my MetaMask and I bought my first three BNB tokens on Sunday. Hmm. On the DeFi. Um, and it, you just have to basically, when you're in your MetaMask and you start your MetaMask up, there's a couple of, uh, Open your MetaMask up at the top. It says like smart chain. It's like the or no, it says Ethereum mainnet. So that's the network you're on. And you need to add smart chain as one of the blockchains that you can access. And once you add the once you put the correct blockchain information in, then you can access the Binance smart chain. And then when you're on Binance, then you can transfer directly to your MetaMask wallet on that smart chain. And then from there, you can use that on pancake swap and swap any BNB tokens. Hmm. Dude, and, and like I, I kind of know what I'm doing with this stuff, and and that definitely gets. Uh, it's nerve wracking the first few times. I'll tell you what. You got to be persistent too. You got to like. Here's the deal: when you're on Binance, okay, it costs thirty-two dollars. To get thirty dollars worth of tokens, okay? Because yeah, that makes sense. Okay? Yeah, I've I've so, seen that. And I would just like when you first do your first transfer and you're on Binance, do like a practice, right? Do like .01 BNB. But first, you have to start your Binance, Nance, transfer money in. When you transfer money in, you have to wait five days. After that five day waiting period, then you can actually transfer your money out to MetaMask. But what you want to do is. You you know, you transfer your cash in there, then you buy a BNB token, and then you can transfer that out. So it has to be five days after you do. Hmm. And then, yeah, and then it's free reign after that. Hmm. Yeah, it's... Actually, one, two, three, four, five. I bought five BNB tokens already. Wow. Dang, man. But they were they were all pretty cheap um, because I'm trying to buy them a lot early. Well, let's put it this way: I I chased a couple because I was just first getting on, and you know I, I don't know my education changes daily. Okay? <laughs> Learning stuff daily. Oh yeah. So, so it's uh, Shiba Shiba. What's that? Go ahead. Shiba Inu is going to be on Robinhood now too, huh? Yep. Hmm. Yep. It's going, to, it's going to make a huge another run. Hmm. Have you talked to yet? Nope. <laughs> Dude. I know that's... I, I need to probably just do that. That one at least I can... I think you can get that one on Coinbase, right? Yeah. Yeah. I bought it the day it came out on Coinbase. Hmm. Before I got into the whole metamask. And then I was like, you know what? This is bullshit. I missed a huge run up already before it even got to the centralized exchange. Why am I doing this? I want to get it not when it comes out on the centralized exchange the first day. I want to come out when it comes out on the DeFi exchange the very first day. You know? Like somewhere out there. It comes out the first day, dude. I want to be. I want to jump on that. Yeah, I need to actually <clears throat> buy a little bit at least just to say I got some. So the the Shiba that doesn't have that doesn't have any yield or anything that pays you back, right? It does not have reflection. No. It does have utility. So that it's actually not just a meme coin or just a store of value. There's yeah, you're the one that told me that, yeah. And I've heard a lot about it. I've watched a bunch of videos since you told me about it and it definitely is it's gaining in, um, they're actually ahead of Doge in, in usefulness. They're, seems like they're, oh, yeah. they got the jump on them, even though they started after them. Yep, because Doge just decided, 
did anyone do anything but the uh, I mean the first the creator of Doge got rid of his Doge I guess and turned it into a, a Honda a Honda car for twenty twenty six thousand dollars and <laughs> you know, a year later it was worth you know like one point two six billion dollars so <laughs> oh that's painful dang <laughs> oh. wow. So they didn't really have like a big developer group behind them to like create utility. Where Shiba Inu was first designed as a Dogecoin killer, as a meme coin, just to follow that. But the group of people behind it decided to turn it into something a lot more. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing with this all this because I wonder. There's there's obviously interest in it just because it's interesting and new technology, but there's also a uh, there's an angle to all this that is almost like a, holy shit, where do we put our capital right now? Because everywhere is effed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a there's this scram. You can almost feel the scramble of you know we need you know where do you put your money right now? <laughs> you know it's well, it's no, oh, you can't put it in the safe either. Yeah, no way. But I mean, you should have some, right? You gotta have some cash in case something happens. You still live in a cash world, but don't put a ton of cash in there. It's just gonna deep, deep um, Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's like a. I don't know if you you feel this way. You guys are in in Oregon there, and I'm in California, so it's a little bit different, but it feels very much like the world's kind of on fire around us and it's the fire's getting bigger and bigger type of thing. I don't know if you guys feel that up there. I mean, sure. But to be honest, dude, since I've dove in this the last month, I have not been watching the news, so I don't give a crap about what's going on. Yeah. Cause it, you know what? It just like stresses me out and it makes me depressed. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> for sure. But I, it's just more of like, this uh this looming um dread that that's kind of out there even you know i don't watch the news or anything i do you know i am watching youtube videos and crap like that so i'm still taking it in which is probably bad but it just it really looks like uh the inflation that we're seeing right now in just about everything there's going to be no stopping it and there's there's almost like a, uh, I don't know if you feel that way, but it feels like it's de- by design. By design. Like um, this, this is a designed collapse of our uh, economic system. And it's not just in America. It seems like it's worldwide. There, a lot of people are having higher gas prices and, you know, they say it's just a temporary type of thing, but, you know. Um, I, think, I don't know. I think all generations have their down um but i don't know i could live by the sense that you know it's gonna be an apocalyptic and it's just gonna go down it's gonna be all shitty for a long time i'm sure you know i have my safe and i have my protection and i have my other things set up for that but i try not to spend a lot of time overthinking that i guess yeah i mean trust me i don't i don't want to This seems to me like this is, you know, you've heard about the Great Reset or the, uh, is it the Great Reset or whatever they call it? But it's, this this feels like to me that they're going to flip the table on everybody. You know, like I brought up the gold confiscation in the 30s where, you know, for 100 years, gold was how you saved for retirement. Gold was the crypto. You know, that that was the investment you made to pass on to your kids and to, you know, hopefully keep you, you know, keep money in your pocket when you retire. And then they came down the line and said that you had to trade in all your gold under federal penalty. If you had any, if they found any in your house, you were going to be charged federally. Yeah, so they grabbed all the gold, right? And once they had it all, and they set, they set the price, which was higher than what they yep. were before. Yep. 
That's what kind of, it feels like they're going to do some sort of crypto. I mean, you hear about it all over. It's not like you feel it, but sounds like they're going to do a crypto coin, you know, and that that's where I'm kind of, it's going to be interesting what happens because I guess you got to, you got to demolish the dollar somehow first, but after that, you know, the smoke clears, there's going to be a crypto coin that the government's going to, you know, basically say that this is the, what we're all going to use, you know, and your, your unemployment and your social security is all going to be issued onto this, you know, this coin and it'll be basically a debit card. It won't, you know, won't look really much different, but it won't be the dollar anymore. And that's, that's what I kind of see coming, you know, in the next two years type of thing. I don't know. That could be. I don't see it that soon, but at the same time, it's like, well, you got to think that how much, what's the um, GDP of the United States, like $21 trillion? Do you think there's $21 trillion worth of cash out there in circulation? No. No. It's probably digitalized anyway. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the bank says it's so, then it's so. Are they really printing money, or are they just they're just adding a zero? Yeah, it's they're just all it's all digital for sure. So, I mean, there was a there was a good video. I don't know if you watched that other one. I or that one I gave you with Raul Paul and um, Tom Belew or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was another one with Raul Paul and. And Bill Ty, and he talked. He talked about currencies, how they were back in the back in the day. <clears throat> and he gave a pretty good analysis of how you know that's what people expected. They expected to have something in their hands, physical gold, cash, you know. But we're just in a different era of technology where you can store stuff and not have to, you know, worry as much about taking it with you. Like if I wanted to move across the country and I had a hundred pounds of gold. Mm -hmm. yeah i i guess (laughs) for me it's the the access points for our crypto that concerns me because like you could have because it's electronic right so unless there's some kiosk somewhere that's a DeFi that nobody's monitoring yeah they could probably shut it down right yeah like we could have a million dollars in bitcoin or shiba or whatever in 10 years, but how are you going to access, unless you're trading it with me, you know, and we're, we're bartering with something, which, you know, that would, that's what you kind of, you would hope you could do it with, you know, is, Hey, you know, find someone that will give you cash or give you something for your Bitcoin or Shiba. But, you know, if the government shuts it down, I don't, there's, that's the thing I kind of trip out on. I, I keep thinking that the bankers, you know, they're not going to go down. They're not going to let this all just, their power just ev- eviscerate out of their hands, you know, into crypto. They're going to do something to, you know, limit that. But I don't know. Maybe that's where I think they're going to come up with their own crypto and basically make people do it. Even though, you know, you and I are, are going to laugh at their their Fed coin or whatever. It's like, yeah, sh- get the fuck out of here with that thing. But, you know, that. I don't know. Here's the thing about the Web3 in my mind. It's like, you're creating, you, you're, I mean, the whole, the whole market, in my opinion, not even crypto, it's web 3.0. Mm, it's mm-hmm. the, of the new internet and how it functions. And how it functions is tokens in those areas. And you have these communities that you need to own their token to enter into. Yeah, encrypted right. networks, yeah. Networks, so you have to have their tokens so you need to trade in a standard token like a Ethereum or BNB for a crypto or a crypto to get into their get into their space. And so I don't know. The way that it's building tells me that that creating a currency would just give the US dollar value in the crypto space legitimately. Hmm. And allow you to transfer I see what you're saying. Yeah, it would be like a parallel, uh, yeah, parallel coin with everything else. Huh. Now, what every dollar is based upon will change because right now 
spoil. But if you listen to Bill Tai and the way he says how revolution, industrial revolution and, and how things drive what value, what people hold valuable. In the 1800s, it was the gold rush. So that's why everything was valued upon gold. But everybody wanted to stack the gold, 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 gold. And then it became the oil rush, right? So everything was oil, oil, oil. And it's still oil. I mean, the dollar's based on oil. Until, what, 30 years ago before the U.S. dollar didn't have a gold standard anymore? And then it was tied to the world standard of oil, right? Isn't everything, most everything based on oil value around the world? And so now you have the oil stuff, which, you know, was the whole industrial revolution. And now you have, like, the digital revolution of, ever, of all the energy it takes to do what we're doing. And now that's the new value is the store mm. of energy and what that energy mm-hmm. is. Instead of the petrodollar, it's like the crypto dollar. Yeah. Because energy is more valuable than anything now. Hmm. And, and, and the network, too. That's the, another piece that's super valuable. Yeah. So it's like what becomes the most valuable thing in that time becomes the thing you want to trade in. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that thinking there because it, you know, it makes it almost unstoppable it's not like they can really stop that you know if you're going force an absolute force um hmm. i'll send you a I'll send, if, you know, i don't know if you listen to that one bill ty and raul paul i did watch one of them that you were uh that you sent <clears throat> but bill ty is like the future guy he's like the one that owns like he started up zoom he's done stuff and he's been in bitcoin since bitcoin is bitcoin um, oh, Bill Tai T A I, gotcha. And uh, yeah, the it's the one that they did July fifteenth, twenty twenty one, the new era of valuation. I'll, I'm gonna throw it in your Discord. All right. Oh, I got it right here. I see it. You see it? New era of valuation. Yeah, it's like an hour and nine minutes. Yeah, it, I, I listened to it twice. Nice. I'll definitely save that one. No, I like that that Paul guy's uh he's good good guy to listen to. You can tell he's pretty humble. Yeah. But but smart, super smart. He's um he's the one uh I still listen to that uh uh crypto news alerts, but he's the one I think he's like pretty much 70% Ethereum and 5% Bitcoin. That's like his investment. And then the rest is in all other altcoins. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, uh, he's not heavy Bitcoin. He's definitely more heavy Ethereum, which kind of makes sense. Cause if we go on that network power, you know, Ethereum's the most powerful, you know, most used and most powerful network. That's what they're saying, right? <laughs> Bitcoin. It's supposed to 2x, maybe 3x, and Ethereum's supposed to 4 or 5x. So yeah, he's he's the one I was yeah. talking about. Yeah, he's he thinks it's going to 40,000 by the end of this cycle. Yeah, he's, he's 10x. I think, um, I think Raul Paul is more like 25k for Ethereum and 150, 150k for Bitcoin. And actually, uh, Raul Paul was. Bitcoin mainly, and it's a little bit of Ethereum, and he totally swapped. Now he's uh huh. Interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. I still like uh, I still like Bitcoin just because uh, it's it the the hacking angle to it is uh that's what I do like the security of that versus uh, Ethereum, which has been I don't know what they call that when it's. Uh, I don't think you can only steal so much out of it before it gets caught by, you know, the the nodes. But uh, well, it's the blockchain, right? I mean, do you know the story of the blockchain? Have you listened? Have you watched that? I took a little class the other day. Uh-uh. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> Listen to the blockchain. Now, I won't be able to do it justice because, um, obviously, but I'll summarize it for you. Um, so. 
blockchain technology research essentially has been going on for like started like in the 70s hmm. cryptographic like research on mm-hmm. computers kind of came up they're like how do we make something that's digitized but unhackable or unchangeable when you're talking about financial ledgers mm-hmm. stuff that has to do with money and so you know over the couple of gener- or a couple of generations there you had different sets of researchers I don't know their names off the top of my head, but really smart people doing crazy shit, um, researching how to, you know, do this. And so Satoshi took, he took their ideas and did it. So, I mean, it's not like he just came up with this thing by himself. Yeah, yep. He searched these guys and figured out what they were doing, and he actually made it happen. Like, of course, the crazy thing is, right, he gave it to the world. He's like, here you go. Here's the white paper. This is how you do it. Right? Yeah. Nobody knows who he is. It's all about the, the validators, huh? It's like so disruptive, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, the tech, yeah, the exact technology, they can explain it, but yeah, it has to validate and it has to be within line of the blockchain and there's different hex codes that have to happen. I mean, it's nuts how, yeah. it, keeps it, how it keeps so secure. That, like the original and it's timestamp and it has to match the timestamp. One thing's off, the whole hash is off. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the um, gave it to everybody, right? And but then, yeah. of course, then they realized that hey, this is more than blockchain. This, this is like revolutionary and how we can digitize the rest of the internet. Yeah, secure, secure networks. Yep. Anyway, that's uh, yeah, I, interesting how he came up with that and. I think I think you and I talked about it once. I mentioned it that uh, uh, the best way that someone described it to me, you know, and it's kind of the way I've described it to other people. And you're talking about how it, how it works in a super layman's term is like the uh, the medieval times when um, the kings would have some sort of correspondence that they needed to keep secret from everybody, but they needed to have a, another king in a different land kind of know what what the plan was or uh you know know what the agreement was mm-hmm. and it's and you see and i remember it's kind of funny because it brings to mind all those movies that you've ever seen like robin hood and stuff where they rob the stagecoach that's got the mm-hmm. yep, the uh exactly right. the treasure chest You're and the, on the way taking it right out of the route <laughs> and the, that treasure chest and i remember it'll it'll have like you know three or four locks on it, you know, and I always kind of remembered it was kind of dumb. I was like, why would they have three or four locks on it? But the guy, the guy made it sound, what it basically is, is when one King sends it to another King, he puts his lock on it. And then when the, that, that treasure, that box gets to the other King, uh, he puts his lock on it. So now there's two locks on it. And when it gets back to the other king, the first king, you know, he knows that the the second guy is that's the that's his lock. So that basically it's like a double encryption, uh, you know, a double check on their, uh, you know, so you know no one's gotten into it that shouldn't have gotten into it, and uh, you know that I'm assuming they're each each lock's probably got its own uh, logo on it or whatever, so you know it came from a certain king. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'd, I don't know. I'd it'd be there's a couple websites that I've uh, been eyeballing here in California. They're uh, crypto con, uh, crypto consulting firms, and they're just actually just companies. But they'll do uh, I think it's 150 bucks an hour for Zoom. They'll do like a one on one in person for 300 bucks an hour. But uh, it's sure it's sure super expensive, I know. But I mean, I'm assuming these guys are pros. But it'd be a pretty cool uh, technology to to really dive headfirst into, and because uh, it's gonna be like you said, it's gonna be the future. It's whatever you know. It's gonna be what the internet, what all networks become is is encrypted, 
mm-hmm. and um, you know, in a blockchain format. And then there's going to be, like you said, there's going to have to be coins uh, for pretty much all those to incentivize the nodes to kind of validate and uh, perpetuate themselves. So it's pretty, it's a pretty interesting future. You know, and it's so so new. That's the thing that I keep tripping on is, you know, there's so few people that are really even aware of it, let alone into it. Can you imagine if 8% of people were into it? Mm-hmm. Would it double? I mean, if you went to 20%, is it going to... X what we have right now, what, almost $3 billion in market cap for crypto? Would it go to $15 billion if, you know, 20% of people were into it? Yeah, and I, the um, what are they called? Uh, DApps. The is uh, what is that? A digital digital app or whatever. But those are cool because it's like you can set up your own uh, automated process for you know selling things or uh, services or um, you know. A, trade and all that kind of stuff so it's kind of cool how it'll be you know i I don't know that's the problem is you got to be able to kind of see the future that's what the those internet guys were probably really good at is you got to be able to see the future and then try to place yourself you know in that spot that right skate to where the puck is at or going skate to where it's going not to where it's at yeah heading out this way and you got to try to meet it at that point that has to be the the thing that i notice when i talk when i'm talking to people because bitcoin you can kind of talk about and it's pretty simple Mm -hmm. but you know when you when someone's interested you know right off the bat after mentioning bitcoin you pretty much have to mention ethereum and then when you mention ethereum you got to go well there's you know shit i mean it's not endless but there's at least 50 different companies that are you know crypto crypto coins but they're all doing different things it's not like they're just a cryptocurrency or whatever they all got different technologies and different 12, uses what's that 12,000 12,000 yeah i just i most of them i mean i'm sure there's ones i don't know obviously tons i don't know about but you know as far as just you know decentralized financing and yeah, um, you know uh there's there's a lot of them that are like like I told you last time we were talking, I, I really like the video streaming and the audio streaming and there's so many different little niches that, and then when you're talking to someone about it, you really like quickly, you can, you can see how overwhelming it is for someone. Cause you're they're you know, they're just now thinking about Bitcoin and Ethereum and you're just burying them in all this other, uh, you know, all these other technologies. But when people yeah. are thinking of crypto, they don't, you don't think of all those different, you know, it's basically like, just like we were talking about the other day is like a stock market for, uh, companies, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's networks. Exactly. And I don't know, you know, when I'm talking to people at work, it's like the same thing. It's like, you know, you're trying to explain it to them a little bit, but I, I'm at an advantage because I'm an IT guy. So, uh-huh. I, you know, my whole career designing and doing network stuff and, and in the IT world. So, this is kind of all technology, IT stuff. So I have an advantage because I can understand it a little bit better than them. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a pro. No, you do though. Yeah, just the networks alone. And then not only that, I have the know-how to be able to go and execute setting up MetaMask and trading on the DeFi network. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, it's okay for me because I'm used to dealing with computers and applications and all that other stuff that goes with it. So it's easy, easier for me to do than have somebody who you know it is because you work on a computer but they're you know they're freaking headspin and when you tell it is uh it you definitely go step by step and you don't let yourself get overwhelmed where i i get overwhelmed so quick on you know and i've done it a few times already in the you know in the beginning of the year i bought a bunch of stuff and went through all those loops and steps but now like i try it again now and it's overwhelming and it's only been six months and i'm I mean, it's like riding a bike, though. You know, once you do it, you know, a few times you get better at it, and then if you just keep at it, then it's like nothing. Yeah. But definitely it takes a little bit to get over that hump. 
and to kind of, it's almost a leap of faith. So you got to practice a few times with hardly any money in there. And then <laughs> Test. Yeah. Testing. I did. Um, I got my, one of my good buddies down here. Uh, I ride bikes with, he's always been kind of giving me crap. Oh, you need to diversify. Don't just buy Bitcoin, dude. He's all like kind of, he's, he's got Apple stocks, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's kind of in that game. And, uh, this week he basically is like, dude, can you help me buy some Bitcoin? Cause I think I'm ready. And, and we kind of sat down and did it. And it was, it was actually slightly difficult just doing that, you know, over zoom with him. You know, we started, um, started on Celsius and then, um, actually we started on Coinbase and then he kind of got freaked out about the plaid, uh, process, how you got to use, you got to use plaid now when you're purchasing through uh Coinbase. It's like a, it's like a middleman that uh, validates your, uh, your bank account. And it basically, you know, they have all access to your bank information, this plaid company through Coinbase. It's kind of crappy yeah. that, that they do that. What's that? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I stopped using the app. So did I'm I. Only, I'm only using Coinbase Pro. Okay. Huh. I haven't really transferred any. Well, I mean, I did transfer, you know, fifteen hundred over there a few weeks ago. Yeah. But um, I haven't transferred anything into my Coinbase regular app for a while. So I've been ma- mainly using Coinbase Pro because I like the ability to like set order where I want the price to be. Huh. Uh huh. You can set limits on it on where you want it, and you know you can set your sell your sell times and huh. you know to hit the price. You know, so you can set your your buy and sell prices and just wait for it to hit that. Huh. I know that that's really the first thing that I need to tell people. You know, if you're if I'm going to help them next time, mm-hmm. like that guy at the grocery store or whatever, is that you know first thing I would do is find a account. Uh, you know, either go set up another bank account at your bank or set up a separate bank account that you don't care if that shit got messed with, you know, not your account that you're getting your direct deposit in, you know, the, the one that you got all your bills tied to or whatever, you know, set up a separate, uh, basically an investment bank account, uh, checking account or whatever savings account, and then use that as your, you know, your crypto purchasing you know, through Coinbase or whatever, because then it's not such a, because it feels a little weird. You got to put in a lot of information, you know, and, and it, I can tell it turns people off having to do all the validation and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you like know. with Binance, you got to, you know, you got to do some of that stuff and then you got to do like a facial recognition picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, crazy. My mom pretty much was like, you know, I'm not, She's like, I'm not taking a picture of myself and sending them my driver's license tie. <laughs> you know, like she she got all the way up to that point, you know, downloaded it, had it all dialed in, and she's like, I, I can't do it. It was funny. I was like, oh man, but so, you know, anyway, that's fine. They got their retirement. They're you know, they're okay. I know, but it's that's the bummer with those the you know like our our parents, the boomers. They they have a lot of uh, capital sitting there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they they could invest a tiny amount of that capital and just have just gangbusters going on if they really wanted to. But yeah, it, it's there's a, a lot of work for them, I guess. They're used to having dollars in their hands. Yeah, and they do. It's uh, you know. You see Solana right now? No, but over, over two hundred. Yeah. Broke away, dude. It's like doing its own thing. Bitcoin's down. Ethereum's down. Solana's up 9%. Yeah, they're... I everybody's... Traded my, I traded in my Cody the other day for Solana. Oh, you bought some? Nice. Good job. Yeah, I bought, I'm, a, I'm at 2.03 Solana. <laughs> yeah, everybody's saying that uh, Solana's going to flip Cardano for market cap. Did you, did you have Solana, right? No, never did get any. Just did this week when it was down in the one. I think I did the first one in one sixty. And then I, yeah. So 
and Cody hasn't even responded to the market like Solana has, so that was a good good trade out. <laughs> huh. It definitely is a contrary bet that Solana and there's a few other ones that they'll they're they'll go up when Bitcoin goes up and then they'll also go up when Bitcoin goes down. It's like, geez, what's going on here? Yeah, but, I'm kinda hard on kinda ticking me off. It's just hanging out. It's not doing anything. Nope. And it's got just got a lot of money in that invested into that thing. And I, as far as I know, Kevin, it's still not really, it's not being used. You know, it's not right. like it's not being used. Solana right now is being used. And the users, there's like, what do they say, four, 400,000 users on it right here? And adding every day. So Solana is actually, I don't know, they're, they're getting used a lot more than Cardano. I was thinking about trading Cardano. I'm just going as my number <clears throat> two hold, or I guess it'd be my number three hold. My number four would be Solana. If I did that, got rid of my Cardano. My Shiba Inu, actually, my Saitama jumped up to my number one in the last two weeks, or the last week, really. Nice. Now it's my number one. Shiba Inu was my number one. I put a little more money into Ethereum. Um, so now, so basically, uh, Saitama is my number one. Ethereum's my number two, and Shiba Inu's my number three, and Bitcoin's my number four. That's a that's a good little. Uh, I like that. That's a good uh, spread there. That's definitely not. You know, I'm I'm all. Uh, it's all Bitcoin, and then um, Polkadot, Cardano. Uh, two biggest gainers are the two ones to me that had. I don't know the least. I guess the most risk because they're the newest. And they've been the biggest payoff by far. Yeah, that's a good that's a good portfolio there. I like that because you're you get your you got some good risk in there. Where that's like we were talking about. I'm I'm too in the kind of the blue chip kind of slower growth stuff. Where you got you got the good blue chip slow growth, but then you got some good uh, potential too. I gotta. I still. I was looking at that that. Uh, synthetics again and i was just like i can't do it i don't want to sell it so i still have that crap right now i'm into about 20 coins what's that i'm into about 20 tokens right now huh 20 tokens of what oh different different tokens yep nice that's a good one yeah um so this last weekend i got on to the Binance Network for the first time and made some purchases. Mm-hmm. I've been in the group with these guys. And this one guy on there is like super nerd. He's just always researching stuff and always like posting oh, man, like the stuff that's coming out like Sorry. within a day or two. You know, it's like it's coming out, it's coming out. <laughs> like researching, he's like checking the devs, making sure they're good. You know, he's doing a bunch of research. Obviously, I'm checking some of that. I picked a few last weekend. I picked three. Um, there were. Three of them were Ore Token, O-R-E, which is an NFT gaming. And then I picked um, Futura Finance and French Connection Finance. And I put $40 into each one. That's it. Mm-hmm. You can do that. It's easy to do on Binance because it's cheap for the gas. And then on Ethereum, if I would have bought 40 bucks, it might have cost me 100 Yeah. I put 40 bucks in them. The next day, Futura doubled. To, actually went more than double. It went to like 90. So I sold half. Um, and I'm riding the other half right now. Man, you're, you're busy, dude. That's awesome. And then on my ore token, I'm just going to hold that because I only put 30 bucks into ore. And right now it just went to 68. It's brand new. It just came out last week. And I watched their AMA, which is like a, um, a session with the developers. And watch them talk about what they're doing and everything like that on YouTube live, um, just to make sure that you know I know what they're doing. So for the thirty bucks I put into it, I'm going to ride this thing out. And they're so new. The only the only trajectory is up. They're barely what six billion dollar market cap right or six million dollar market cap right now, which is nothing. No, eight eight million dollar market cap. They went up. Um, so yeah, $8 million market cap right now. So 
If it goes 8.4 million, it went up 20, yeah. So if it hits $80 million market cap, which I think it will, absolutely, these games are getting almost to the billion dollar market cap. If it hits $80 million market cap, I, I added zero to my 24 bucks and it turns into, or my 30 bucks and it turns into 300. And if it goes to 800 million market cap, which very well could, I don't know, give it a couple of years, it would be what, 3,000 bucks on 30 bucks. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. Nice. What I'm looking for. I want to get in the ground that's below the ground floor. And if I would have done that with Saitama, my 500 bucks would be like freaking 500,000 right now, probably. Man, that. I need to perform that move, and if and on some of them, I might just take go ahead and. Once it doubles, I'll take some. I'll take my half out and just regain what I put in, and I'm riding the rest for free. Mm-hmm. I need to do that a thousand times, on a thousand different points. Something will hit. Love it, nice man. That's my strategy right now. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. I'm watching ore go up right now. I mean. I mean, it's worth nothing still at eight billion. I mean, the coins are point freaking what eight zero two zero nine one. So I don't know. So it's like Thomas. That's what Thomas way down there. So. so all those, uh, all those smaller coins, you it's uh, Binance is the best I'm way to get all those. Picking Binance because Binance is a lot cheaper. There are coins that I do want that are on the Ethereum. And some are on both. Hmm. They split their total supply and they put half on Binance and half, half on Ethereum. Hmm. But Binance is a cheaper way to go right now. And you can, uh, you can use MetaMask on Binance? Yep. Okay. So I'm, I'm definitely, that's going to be my goal tonight. Hopefully I can get, get some money in MetaMask and then. Well, do you have a Binance account? No. So you got to set up a Binance.us account. Number one goal. Okay. Because once you move money in there, it takes five days to move it to MetaMask. Oh, ho, ho, ho. wow. Okay. Binance.us. So that's where you go to Binance.us, and then you can set up your account. Okay. And then actually, you do that on your phone. You could have to take a picture of yourself. Gotcha. You don't use the app because the app is garbage. Just go to Binance.com on your phone. Gotcha. That's good to know. All right, man. Well, cool. Definitely good talking to you, dude. We'll do this again here soon, huh? Yep. All right. All right. Take it easy, Kevin. Good, uh, good stuff, dude. Um, yeah, you got me intrigued with this Olympus and um, strong thing. <laughs> strong thing's a little over my head, but the Olympus is interesting. Mm-hmm. Man, that's ex- yeah. extreme. Extreme, dude. Jeez. All right, cool. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, take it easy. I'll hopefully, maybe we'll try to do this again next Thursday. That sounds good. I'm, All, right. I'm down. All right, man. All right, later. Later. You have been listening to Level Up Crypto Show. My name is Tyrone. That was Kevin. Hopefully we'll be talking to him every week. Get some information, uh, get some downloads from uh, Kevin on the uh, small market stuff because this interesting, interesting stuff. I definitely wish I would have gotten into that stuff a little bit more. I kind of just went straight for the... uh, the blue chip, you know, uh, for sure bets. I like Bitcoin and Ethereum, but it sounds like uh, there's a lot of fun going on in these small, smaller market cap stuff. But uh, anyway, we'll um, we will be returning next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
and uh, Level Up Crypto Show is back. Well, I'll be putting out an episode every Thursday. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Oh, God.